This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Polly, there's uh, some sort of big event going on as we're recording. Uh, I know it's coming out on a Sunday, but, you know, there's something, I guess, in the sports world that happened tonight. Is that right? Uh, well, if you're referring to the Capitals playing a game on Super Sunday, I think that's that's about right. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's right. The Super Bowl, yeah. So we're recording during the Super Bowl. Apparently, we'll give you some live updates on when it actually, what actually happens. I guess the game's going into OT, but... Uh, you know it's late. We gotta we gotta drop some uh, some epis for you. Um, so like we said, we're recording on Sunday, but uh, happy Monday. We're gonna be talking about the Washington Capitals. Decent. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know how to feel anymore about this whole thing. There's just super high highs and super low lows uh, when it comes to talking about the Caps. So uh, we'll be talking all about that, and um, obviously a little bit of league news, but. I think we should just pop some tabs and get it going. What do you think, Polly? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. So, like we said, not a lot of league news. The waiver wire um, is sneakingly quiet. I mean, the the trade the trade wire is pretty quiet, Polly. I haven't seen a lot. Some minor moves here and there. Yeah, I mean, I think people are. Uh... <clears throat> feeling things out, probably seeing what their team is going to do here between the all-star break and the, and the trade deadline. You know, I think we'll start to see it kick up soon, but I think everybody's just sitting back and waiting right now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, I've been doing those, uh, live broadcasts, uh, for the games on game days for the pro sports fans app. Um, you guys should definitely download it and follow me on the Caps chat channel. And uh, me and Caps Woman are there doing the uh, doing the game day breakdowns. And we've got a like a short show every Monday that we do. Um, so check us out there. But shameless plug, sorry. Um, I've just been thinking and reading and trying to find as much about out about what the Caps are going to do. Um, but not just are the Caps quiet, but like it just seems like there's not a lot of interest. The two big deals have already been done, right? Like the, the two really premier guys that I, I feel like the caps were in the running for, um, are already off the table. So what are people going to do as far as picks or, or hockey? I don't see a lot of hockey trades coming, but I don't know. What do you think, Polly? I mean, I hope so just for our entertainment. I love seeing a big hockey trade, especially, Mid-season. It's always more exciting mid-season, I think. Um, but I don't anticipate much coming down the coming down the path. I know that's not the right uh, phrase I was looking for, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that the Caps are buyers or sellers at the deadline? Uh, if they're either, they're sellers. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Okay, enough of this shit. I've talked about it for like three days straight now, but I feel like just out of force of habit that I had to bring it up here. There is a trade deadline approaching. It's March 8th. 
we'll see what's going to go on. I'm at a total loss. In the past, I felt like I've had a good idea, but um, who knows? And obviously, time is of the essence, so uh, we'll definitely see within the next month. Let's move on to some injuries across the league. Sergachev out indefinitely, broken left leg. That sucks. What's up with Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning and just snapping legs, dude? Yeah, man. I don't know. Is it the, uh, the salt air is weakening the bones? <laughs> it's supposed to strengthen the bones, I would think. But what? Uh, do you remember what a Stamkos hitting the hitting his shin pad against the goal? Dude, I don't think I'll ever forget that replay. That was insane. Um, yeah. And like, cause and it's it's most insane because, dude, I've taken some heat off my shin pads so to be to be just like to have your shin pad at its strongest point implode uh was wild to see so i don't know hopefully sergeyev's good unfortunate that he's out indefinitely with that broken leg though wish him the best of luck um <clears throat> and then another season ender or not season ender sergeyev could i guess technically come back dude how crazy would that be he broke his tibula and it's tibula and fibula i think in the in the foot or in the lower leg he broke both of them oh yeah that's uh that's nasty but i mean it's definitely something that's doable to come back from not like a femur sure but i mean you think this season maybe late playoffs if they get there yeah okay fair I enough i mean i'm thinking I'm thinking conference finals if, if they're even there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matthias, Sam- Matthias Samuelson also out for the season. Well, sorry, I keep saying also out for the season, but out for the season with an upper body injury. Uh, tough break, young kid, you know, but luckily or hopefully he's young and, and heals up pretty quick and he's back out there uh, next season. Well, like we said, Slow news, uh, slow news for us. So let's get into the DraftKings ad read that was a Super Bowl ad read until uh, earlier today, where our heroes at the network got it done, got us a new one. So, Caps fans, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers. Bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, helps avail for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey. For eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Polly, why don't we talk about uh, the Washington Capitals had four games this week, three of eight points attained, um, some good and some bad. Want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. So on this week's Washington wraparound, you know, has started the week off with some uh, 
pretty poopy news, I'd say. Uh, Kuznetsov entering the player's assistance program for personal reasons. Um, that's uh, is his second visit uh, or use of this. Uh, the first one happening right after he was banned from IIHF play for testing positive for cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to see. Um, I mean, it's good that players are utilizing this and that it's available. Um, it just sucks to see that it's needed. Um, you know, hopefully Koozie gets what he needs and, uh, comes out of it a better, stronger, more confident person and hockey player, you know, person mostly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, clearly something happened where he's needing, needing to get help. So, um, I guess, you know, realizing you have the problems, the, you know, half the battle, right? So glad that he's going back in. And again, look, it, we're not speculating on whether it was drugs or just referencing that as his last stint. Maybe it's not drugs. Maybe it's, uh, you know, mental health or something else related. Um, you know, I'm sure that it's really easy to paint that picture. But again, uh, only personal reasons. So in Kuznetsov's stead, though, they did call up Scarboza, who's been with the team. Uh, you know, he's been staying in the lineup. <clears throat> Any initial thoughts on him, Polly? Um, I mean, I'm glad he's up there getting a shot. Um, I haven't noticed him too much throughout the week. He's been playing, you know, it sucks he's been playing that third-line center role. <clears throat> the one thing that I will say is that line hasn't necessarily gotten absolutely blown up, which for uh, for a young upstart there, I mean, I think that's good enough. He's playing in, you know, you know how I say it's the, or we say here uh, that the third line is like the worst place to play, getting a call up, I think, because you have to play perfect. You can't make any mistakes and you're also expected to hopefully at best chip in on the, on the offense. I mean, think about all great third lines, uh, in, in NHL history, they all scored. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the don't get scored on that they have for the fourth line, but you know, almost second line expectations scoring wise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah. I, it's it's I, I think that's the worst man I would and I know I would have washed out for sure in the third line if I ever made it that far you know yeah yeah <laughs> I think that I would have washed out I think I would have washed out probably like 30 or 40 levels before that but you know <laughs> yeah I I think that's probably more accurate <laughs> all right all right let's get into the first game on the six Montreal not a good showing uh just this was the game, Polly, that you probably thought we were going to win, right? Montreal, not a playoff yeah, team. I, yeah, I think I did say last week that this was the one I was basing my one and three record on. Sure, um, absolutely. And I mean, oh wait, wait, you said one and three, did you? No, you said two and two, my no, guy. I said two and two. I thought I thought this was a lock, and we were going to steal another one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Caps, you know, got outshot, then the fourth line committed a bad neutral zone turnover. Caulfield to Suzuki to the roof on a one-timer. Uh, I mean, he almost had to smack it out of the air. 
it was a, a very good play. And then immediately after, Suzuki scored again right after Jockeye. Dude, I had to write the phonetic here because it is so different from the spelling. Jockeye uh, rang post right to Suzuki for a berry. Um, and then Pizzetta pounced all over a turnover or a turnover off a blown tire by TVR in the cap zone and buried a snipe in close. And that's all in the first period. Lindgren pulled Kemper uh, in. A weird, weird penalty calls. You know, Wilson looked like he took a high stick, but McMichael ended up going to the box. Um, and, you know, that at it, it, the, it, the onset of this game, it was all Habs, man. Did you get to watch any of this? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, well, I, I caught, I think, some of the third. Um, I was surprised to see that Kemper was in net, and then I found out it was because of his stellar first period. Yeah, right, right. Um, the thing is, is that the Washington Capitals didn't appear to be getting crushed, but after play went on and these three goals just really in quick succession, I mean, that really takes the piss out of any team. And, and this, that was it. Like that's, if there's any story to the game, I think that any real, uh, real help was gone and far away. Uh, once, once that happened. Uh, but we did get a little shimmer of light as Ovi was set up beautifully by Strom, uh, for his 10th goal of the season. Uh, Patches almost buried, but Savard blocked like a wide open net. And that's how the first kind of ended. The, the Caps really woke up and tried to punch back. OV scores. The boys are buzzing a little bit from that. Um, and the period ends. Uh, they definitely, the Caps definitely showed up a little bit better in the second and caught up in shots on goal after getting absolutely buried in the first. Uh, unfortunately, the Caps could really only bury the single OV goal slot. Slikovsky scored fourth uh, on a four-on-four after matching roughing calls. Uh, so a four-on-four, Slikovsky comes down and just absolutely buries. Sandine buried off a draw. Nice one-time snipe. Uh, D-man who can bury would be huge for the Caps, literally. Anyone, any of the defensemen yeah. that would just want to start scoring goals at any point, that would really help. Um, immediately after, John Carlson hit post, and then Caps got a big rush that uh, Montembeau shut down. You know, Mantha took an elbowing penalty and Slavskoski got his second on a one-timer from the right and uh, Suzuki and Slavskoski both netted their first two-goal game of the season during this game. So, you know, congrats to them. Uh, it just seems like if you need a benchmark or something to, to really go for, the Washington Capitals are exactly the team to try it against. Um, in, in the end, this was just a really bad start and not enough scoring to, to even come back to close. Uh, but on the bright side, Caps fans, we still won because Ovi scored. Yeah, that's it. That's all. It's game over. <laughs> right. That's all you really need to know. Look, I mean, this at this point in time, Ovechkin scored in back-to-back games. You know, all right, we're feeling good. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Uh, taking a bad L, but whatever. On the eighth, two days later, we travel down to Florida uh, to meet the Cats. In their home turf, the Caps start out good. I mean, drew some penalties, uh, played the Panthers hard. I thought 77s really leading the way. Oshbabe, uh, with the defense playing okay, and, and Kemper doing well, you know, when we first start this game. You know, TJ Oshie is such a treasure. 
for the Washington Capitals. You know, the dude just adds so much energy. Uh, you can't say, I mean, it's apparent that that rubs off on the other guys, at least in certain spats, right? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, um, if Ovechkin didn't have the C, he'd be the guy who needs it. He's um, he's a big energy guy. He's a big emotional guy, and I think that he just gets the he gets the team going. And when he's there, and when he's, I mean, he's he's always trying. But when he's getting things done, um, it doesn't have to be on the scoreboard though. I mean, just getting his effort and making some plays, it's like the team just, you know, it's either Ovi hitting people or Oshi doing his thing, and that's what yeah. gets the boys going. Yeah, and I mean, you know what, like. We there was a lot of this is how we know like seventy seven is just a total competitor because obviously there was a lot of press on how his body was beat up and like you know he wasn't even going to golf and like during the season really just concentrate on hockey. Um, dude, he's been out there throwing the body for the past few games and it has absolutely made a difference. I wish the Washington Capitals would do more of this, you know, and get back to their like identity when they used to be able to just absolutely destroy teams physically. Oh, I know that was fun hockey to watch. It was, it was. Um, so anyways, you know, 77 leading the way Ovi blew it open short side on Bob and a late power play, uh, goal. That's, uh, that's the third goal in three games that Ovi's on at this point. Uh, Awesome. Love to see it. And solid first. We already won. And the second, though, the Caps came out uh, the same, killed the Oshi penalty and played, you know, somewhat even until uh, a power play goal from, oh, I must have just doubled up on notes when that power play goal happened. Uh, later in the period, though, a bad clear and a good keep by the Panthers saw Kachuk tip one in. So we're tied after that, you know. This game is 4-2, to two, but keep in mind there was an empty netter. We did hang with the Florida Panthers, I thought, a bit, and it was kind of tit-for-tat uh, until the end. Um, then Evan Rodriguez, who's an ex-Penguin, absolutely cheated because he was offsides on a keep-in and went in and scored on Kemper. But like we said, he's a big, fat cheater, so that got called back immediately. Um, unfortunately, at this point, the Caps are succumbing to the pressure that the Florida Panthers are are applying and are basically mid-slide, giving up ground to the Panthers and probably too too fast <laughs> than, than what they wanted. Um, it was a great rush from Protus to Scarbosa to Mantha with an insane touch backhand uh, tip to the C-bar and down off Mantha. Did you get to watch this replay, Polly? No. I didn't. I, I caught a good bit of this game, but I did not see this play. Okay, it was a beauty. It was a nice passing play, and Mantha just, like, hands team. I mean, I don't know. He had to have aimed for it. it I don't know. I mean, I don't know how – I'm. you know how shitty I am in front of the net. I don't know how guys yeah. tip it like that. I mean, he just had the right amount of angle and, like, you know, gripping it just the right strength, and it just flew off his blade far side and just, like, bar down. Every time I try to redirect a puck, I just like redirect it to the corner. So, <laughs> right, I, I don't think people realize how much of an art it really is. Um, and so, you know, mind you, I've been playing hockey for twenty six years, and right. <laughs> these guys can do it with NHL shots coming towards them. I know, I know. I mean, and it was a, a bit of a pass. It was a hard passing close, but just to be able to one touch it like that. Oh my god. Um, 
And hey, maybe Mantha's like, I had no idea how that happened either, but either way, <laughs> it looked good. Um, Tom Wilson, the end of the second, got in a toss-up with a guy who like dropped a stick and went after him, and for some reason, they didn't hand out matching penalties there. That seemed a little, a little ridiculous, uh, but I could see why, because St. Thomas absolutely mangled this dude. Uh, and then, unfortunately, the Panthers scored off of a point shot tip-in by, by uh, Sam Reinhardt, who looks like the Geico Gecko of the NHL. I just found that one out, dude. I just had that revelation when we were streaming the other day. Well, I like that. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's not a rat and he's a little gecko. Right. He kind of looks like in the face, right? I mean, am I completely, uh, you know, is was this just some drunken whatever? Or do, does it no. does it sound, do you think? I think also, you're on to something here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. Just trying to starting to question my reality there a little bit. Um, <laughs> in the third, we were just trying not to get scored on until Lomberg buried a good one in front, and Florida finished with an empty netter, and that that was really it. The Caps could barely muster twenty shots on net, had several power plays, and Ovi is the only one that scored on one. It you know it started off okay. It was like okay, we can kind of uh, control this, and then quickly got out of hand. I thought that. Uh, the Washington Capitals were dominated here. They couldn't get 20 shots on net. Uh, and I don't know many teams who can win doing that. No, I mean, you gotta get pucks on net. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is where the, the bad news ends, but it still is qu- still a little bit more of a roller coaster. Caps fans on the tenth at Boston at three thirty. A matinee that I was particularly scared of. We have back to back matinee starting now. It's the first leg. Uh, we had a really great first period, but nothing to really show for it. And same same way in the second, kind of started that way. Uh, Boston seemed to be still asleep, but Oshbabe ended up scoring first and a five minute major penalty. Did you get to see this at all, Paulie? Yeah, I did. I mean. Uh, it was a cheap shot that he thought he was going to get away with. Yeah, and it was Greslick, uh, right? Greslick. Yeah, yeah. Um, would I saw like a really quick replay? It looks like he just literally slashed patches as hard as he could in the nuts and like skated away. Yeah, and then you know, kind of was like, well, "What do you mean?" When they called <laughs> it. Uh, was it violent? I mean, it was obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, it was all, it, I mean, things like this happen, but yeah, it was obvious as shit, and, um. Did he, I mean, did he come in a downward play. motion, like across the groin, or did he come between the legs and up, like, you know, pitchfork? He forward? came up. Oh. Yeah. You know, if that was Sidney Crosby, he would have been getting, like, a bunch of praise from, from everybody about how much of a good hustler he is. Yeah, right. That's not, that's. I feel like cross. That's the pitchfork between the legs is Crosby's like secret move. That's that's his go to secret move. And speaking of shots to the nuts, um, Kansas City did just win. Oh what? Oh my god! So how did this work? I thought you said San Francisco was going to get the ball. They got the ball. They kicked a field goal. Kansas City ran the clock down to three seconds left and scored a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, that's pretty cold-blooded. Yeah. 
Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid. Who would have thought Andy Reid would be that guy? I mean, <laughs> when earlier in the game, Travis Kelsey came over and yelled at him and bumped him and, like, almost knocked him over. And Liz goes, poor diabetes cat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he looks like the diabetes cat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Andy Reid. You know what? I mean, the dude's winning. I mean, here's the thing about Andy Reid. He's been in the NFL for so long, right? I mean, Philadelphia yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of fell off a bit, and then boom, back in, back in, in the fucking saddle with Kansas City. Yep, I think it's their, it's his third Super Bowl. As a Raider fan, absolutely hate it. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, bud. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like when the Penguins were winning back to back. Yeah, or for all of our. Commander fan listeners, when uh, um, the Steelers or Eagles have won their Super Bowls, right? Yep. <clears throat> uh, Commanders and Ravens fans, Steelers and Eagles. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? Let's talk about hockey. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know what? I think we should cheers to something. Football's fucking finally fucking over, and it's yeah. no longer gonna be there in in the stratosphere anymore. Yeah, we're gonna have. A lot more nationally televised hockey games, which is good, except when it's the Caps, because we don't get Joe B. But true. Other, otherwise, it's a good thing. Right. Um, okay. Well, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank God football is over. Uh, halfway through the second of this amazing three to nothing shutout victory by the Washington Capitals against Boston, uh, they. They were out shooting the Bruins like twenty to six in the second. Uh, I was I've had COVID for like the past week. I didn't know if that was like a COVID fever dream. Uh, looking at that that those shot totals, but I'll absolutely take it. In the third, the Bruins continue to be absent. A good effort by Oshie to clear the puck to Ovi, who sent some incredible sauce over to Strom on a two on one for a berry that looked easy. That makes Strom the first cap to get twenty goals this season. I knew he had a career year. I knew I, I knew he did, uh, or he knew he would. Um, but, you know, I was hoping the rest of the team would perform to at least half their potential. So while that's amazing for Strom, 20 goals at this point in the season is low, dude. Uh, I mean, I think most teams have at least two or three 20-goal guys. Yeah. So... Those are basement dwelling numbers, unfortunately. Uh, at the end of the game, though, a wild parade to the box by the Caps, including an OV penalty. They killed them all, and uh, with OV out of the box and Bruins goalie pulled, he got an empty netter one-handed. That's four ga- four goals in four games for OV. Not a bad showing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was probably one of his more challenging empty netters recently. But yeah, to do it, he like had to rifle it in one-handed. Yeah, I mean, he had, he, he had to beat the defenseman. You know, he had to put it by him on the boards. And then McAvoy was back-checking. And, he yeah, he had to just power move it in. It was, it was a nice empty netter. And 
He now leads the NHL in all history with empty net 60 empty net goals. Dude, you know, with how many goals he's scored, 60 just seems so small on empty net yeah. goals. Yeah, I, that's that is a shockingly low number for me. Uh, I don't know, man. Obviously, you you agree? I've, yeah, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I just hope that when he does break the record and then he retires, that empty net goals are not the difference. Sure. I mean, but I just I feel like that because that that's that total is so low is the record like i would have thought it like that empty net goals would have at least been into the hundred like hundred level yeah so i mean eh, i don't know maybe it's just the i guess empty net situations and empty net goals don't happen as much as you'd think but they feel like they happen more right um but uh yeah 60 crazy good for him I mean, what do you mean by the difference maker, though? So you want him to score 60 more goals than Gretzky that aren't? No, I mean, like, if he breaks the record, you know, just say he never scores another empty netter. Yeah. And then breaks the record, you know, by five. Then he didn't break the record because of empty net goals. Like, I don't want him to retire with, like, 895 and he's got five more empty netters than Gretzky and then you know the tractors will be the only uh, reason he broke it is because empty netters I see all right well it's probably looking like he's gonna have more empty netters and I mean he already has the record so yeah I mean he'll score more I just hope that he has enough goals in net that empty net goals aren't like the difference all right fair enough I understand you wanting to solidify the legacy there okay I'll take it. That would be the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, four goals, four games. Is Ovechkin back? Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <laughs> oh who, who? So, okay, four goals, four games. You're like, okay, maybe this is real. Maybe this is reality. It's an empty netter, you know, okay, maybe the streak's going to end, right? But on the 11th, we go to Vancouver, uh, we're at home, we were away in Boston uh, for that last 3 to nothing win. Uh, the Bruins fans are absolutely booing their, ho- their home team, uh, very, very mouth breather-like for those mass holes out in Boston. Uh, not good. I'm sure that they were pretty embarrassed, and it was a matinee game, you know, whatever excuse you want to give, but... I will say that the Boston Bruins were not good. They were largely absent for parts of the game that were important. And uh, I'm glad, good for the Caps to have taken advantage of that. But uh, I'm not, I don't, it didn't feel like a full win. And maybe that's just my my negativity coming in, Polly. What do you think? No, I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, you could look at it like that or it's the Caps put them off their game and just owned them. Well, what do you think? I think the Caps played a good game. And I think, yeah, the Bruins probably didn't show up to give their best. But, you know, that's on them. And I'm happy about the win. Okay, fair enough. Don't look the gift horse in the mouth, in other words. Yeah. 
kiss it. All right. <laughs> well, I'll say that because you're considering it a gift, it just reinforces my point that the Bruins were fucking absent. So, <laughs> hey, I like gifts. Yeah. All right. Fine. In Vancouver, though, or I mean, back at home against Vancouver, Caps had really everything going for them as far as the matchup. It's an early matchup for a West Coast team. They had to travel. I mean, the Caps traveled, but not nearly as far. Um, you know, they start start out strong, scored in like the first minute on Dimco from the fourth line. Nicholas Abe-Kubel from no man's land, just a really quick uh, pass to the front that caught the Canucks defense falling asleep. So like a less than a minute in, we're up one. That feels great. Unfortunately, about midway through the period, the Vancouver Canucks figured it out. And uh, Connor Carlin caught the Caps changing on a quick up and was all alone for just a lone away snipe that went through Kef- Kemper's seven hole. Like between the blocker and the pad, I'm going to be honest, I, I wish he would have had that one. But you did say he's not the bad guy here. He is. I don't think he is the bad guy. Obviously, uh, the the bad change, defense being out of position did not help at all. <clears throat> I'm just saying in, in a perfect world, maybe a, a block gets made there. I don't know. I'm not trying to pile on, but I am piling on. Yeah, right. You're not trying, but you're doing it. Yeah, did you see it? What do you think? No, I didn't see it. This is dirty. Did you watch um, any of the games, Polly? Did you even watch replays? Listen. <laughs> during the week, I missed a lot because of bedtime. Okay, all right. We'll give and you a pass. I did, miss, I did miss most of the Boston game and <laughs> most of the Vancouver game because that was Midday. nap time and right. I just so happened to fall asleep also. <laughs> God damn it. All right, well... Looks like I'm carrying. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. We talk about why goalie detractors get mad, and these are the type of goals that I think that they get mad about. Right or wrong, mostly wrong, but it just it just seemed like, okay, caps are up. This guy's in alone. He doesn't really have an angle. Like he he's in just barely inside the dots, right? He's coming in. He does have all night and day. Um, he, no hockey fan should be blaming Kemper, but you're just it just be, it just leaves that want for me that God damn it! If he would have just made that save, like uh, um, and then I I fully acknowledge that if you're at the point of like grasping for straws and praying that your goalie makes a save, you were never gonna you're not a good team anyways, right? So I I I, I get that I get that, but whatever. All right. Enough. I've, I've I've worked it out. I won't pile on Kemper for the rest of the show until like the next goal that he gives up. Oh, she took a soft slashing call and the Caps killed it. Uh, Mike McMichael took a penalty too. It was kind of a what the fuck moment. I know he got wrapped up uh, in this play. Uh, kind of got a hand with the stick wrapped around a guy um, and he ended up kind of wiping out and dropping his stick, but it was enough to bump the guy off from behind. Um, <clears throat> I think it's just a classic example of like taking that he, he got caught taking the wrong angle and then wasn't moving his feet to recover. It happens. Uh, McMichael, not, not the hero spoiler alert of this game, but in the second, a nice control break into the offensive zone. Solovechkin send a pass over to Oshie 
but it was deflected into the net off of a Canucks demon. That's a win already, right? There we go. Um, that did put us up two to one, which was a nice place to be in. Uh, and I don't care if this goal was lucky as fuck. It's about time some luck came our way. You know, I'm, I am looking at some serious luck deficits that need to be paid in, in the Washington Capitals favor. Uh, so after battling against it all the first half of the season, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take this kind of goofy deflection. Um, it was the right play. If the play, if the puck went through and wasn't deflected, Oshie was going to bury that. So, you know, it's a good play. And that makes a five-game goal streak for Ovi. And I ask you again, Paulie, I mean, do you think Ovi is back? Uh, short term looks like it, doesn't it? You know, um, you know, to your point, I think the Capitals' luck is in the red right now. So we are definitely owed, for sure, to get, get the luck back in the black. And Ovi... I mean, maybe this is what he needs. I mean, he's he's putting in the effort. He's getting the bounces now. Um, you know, maybe we'll just see a goal game the rest of the season. Wouldn't that be great, <laughs> dude? I was just looking at how many how many games were left. Yeah, I mean, we have we've played fifty one games. <laughs> Ovi could Ovi could have like a forty goal year if he just scored like this. For the rest of the season. Yeah, you, you throw in a few two-goal game, hat-trick games, and yeah. That's what we need. We need to see a multi, you know, vintage Alexander Ovechkin. This is just the, the, the appetizer, folks. This is just to, you know, wet your lips and your, your whistle gets you all, you know, fucking hyped for the next course. And the main course is like two or three multi-goal games strung together. And then it usually peters off with like a couple one, one goal games, you know? So he's back. I'm riding the wave. I'm riding the wave. I'm in, I'm hundred percent in, uh, you know, sometimes you have to live for a cause that may not be rooted in reality, but hope is hope is a dangerous thing. It is. And all I got to say is, you know, quick footnote, Heifer refers to goalie here. Uh, the Heifers better watch out because the old bull's blood's pumping again. <laughs> oh, my God. What? See, that's why that's why Polly gets gets to stay on the fucking podcast. What is that, Polly? Oh, my. Oh, all right. We don't even have to delve into how you came up with that in your mind but <clears throat> my mind right. is a mysterious place yeah a cesspool if you will um so after the ov goal you know everybody's pumped ov's pumped caps unfortunately though because they're not pumped enough to play good d uh give up a uh give it right back as hoglander dangles faviari on a rush and, and roofs one backhand short side and, and you know like i said that this was the next goal that I was going to bitch at Kemper about. <clears throat> I acknowledge that Faviari here was absolutely dangled and beat far side, and Hoglander took an incredibly aggressive angle and ended up backhand roofing it over Kemper. But, like, if Kemper was literally... I feel like if Kemper would have just been, like, two feet farther up just played that a little bit cleaner like a little bit more aggressively 
because it was two on two coming back. Like if he would have been able to make the decision to shut the shot down, um, he would have been a lot better off. Uh, of course, there's a lot of things happening. It was a two-on-two rush with speed. Uh, yeah, backhand roof-ish. I mean, it was a good shot. Don't get me wrong, but and and he was a little bit alone. But and Paul, you didn't see it, so maybe you can't. Maybe you. Can, I would rather just somebody tell me that I'm just being a fucking dick about it. You're being a fucking dick about it. All right, all right, fine. You're right. Okay, so. <clears throat> Kemper gets this one uh, short short side, unfortunately. Caps had insane flurry of chance at the end of the second off a high-sticking power play on Wilson, but Dimko was equal to the task, uh, unfortunately. Uh, there were four, like five or six shots on net on that power play. It was a, a solid one, and I mean, it was second, third chances on it. I mean, this is the type of stuff that we want to see crashing the net, you know, old-school hockey. Let's go, baby. Um, in the third, though, the Caps reached the elusive 30 shot count and they're playing well you know they're hard on pucks it seems like they're winning a lot of battles um it seems like the four check is getting going which is nice you know you always like to see that something that i think the washington capitals you know do a really great job of of getting out there and and and, uh you know controlling puck through the neutral zone and if they don't turn it over they can four check it back so you know that in between area always seems to be where they're fucking it up but you know, we hemmed the the knucks into their own zone for a lot a lot of time and, and ended up getting some uh, some good shots on net. But uh, late in the third, uh, Beck Malenstein had just a fucking brutal shift. He ices the puck, uh, then he didn't need to, and then in the ensuing faceoff, he just sends the puck out of the D zone for a delay game call. Brutal. Um, no one scored though, so we killed that off. Thank God and. Uh, to OT we go. Uh, some really good chances both ways. You know, I was noticing that McMichael was had, had taken that early penalty. He'd kind of sat a couple, uh, and then had they had Dowd come up and center the second line. And there, you know, Carberry was working on some stuff, and McMichael ended up receiving a little bit of bench time. It looked like uh, then. During OT, Carberry sent him out uh, off the first faceoff, I believe. He gets the, a really good early chance, like ring C-bar. Uh, and then later on, uh, Sandine ring post. And they, they, it was like John Carlson. Like as soon as Johnny, Johnny came off, took like a 15-second blow, and then was right back on the whole OT. And then McMichael was getting shifts. Osh was getting shifts. Uh, in the overtime, you know, five minutes is not a long time. You get like one, right? But McMichael seemed to be out there a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, he ranked C-Bar, stayed out. And then with five seconds left, unfortunately, McMichael sent just a, a no-look backhander to John Carlson, which was about a foot behind him, right to JT Miller, who sniped Kemper, you know, from in close. Uh he kind of seemed, like I said, McMichael seemed to be kind of in the doghouse early in the game, but ended up uh, coming out of it and getting some OT trust. And then unfortunately it blew up in Carberry's face. Uh, I would say McMichael's feeling like the bad guy here. Yeah. Um, did Ovechkin touch the ice in overtime? Yeah. Another good thing or another observation, which is not good. Maybe um, OV didn't play like the last couple shifts in Rago and he didn't play for the OT. 
Yeah, I mean, I figured regulation was because of the penalty. Um, I mean, I I can understand Carberry's way of thinking that Ovechkin is a liability in a tie game situation, but he's also the Capitals' best opportunity to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Coach after coach after coach has tried to bench Ovechkin in big moments, and it's always ended badly for him. Um, and Ovi's come out and shown that, like, in big moments, he's there. He's the guy. Uh, and the crazy part is it's just, like, purely based upon, like, bulk numbers. <laughs> it's He scores more goals in these situations than anybody else, like, numbers-wise. Like, you kind of you'd be dumb not to put him out there. I'm more thinking, like, hopefully it's not an injury. Yeah, I mean – as long as it's not an injury, uh, I think this loss is on Carberry. Because I, I did turn on to catch towards the end of the third, and I watched overtime. And if he purposely kept Ovechkin out, um, then this is on him. Yeah, especially after getting possession several times in the OT. Yeah. You know, we had control of the OT for most of it, a lot of it. So, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Wow, Polly with the hot take. Coming in, blame it. Are we going to be the first people who 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 uh, absolutely uh, crucify Carberry? I hope that's. Not I mean, the trend. I like Carberry, but I think sometimes he seems to be trying a little too hard to send a message, and it's not always the right message. Oh, okay. You want to talk about that a little bit, or like, what do you mean? Um. Give me well, it, just, it, it, it seems like Ovi's gotten less time in empty net situations. Okay. Um, obviously not the Boston game, but a little earlier in the season, last couple weeks. Um, I mean, I guess just kind of the way I – when I see things in the game, it seems like he's doing things that, um, that I think he's doing, but I'm not sure. So I'm not <laughs> – I'm not taking like a, a hard stand because obviously I don't know who is or who isn't hurt. And I don't know, you know, well, just tell me something that is tickled. That is something that you're like, fuck that. Like what the fuck? Like something that's just giving you the, what the fucks it doesn't have to be, you don't need hard proof here. You don't, we're not indicting this guy. Just, you know, what's your, but assuming that Ovechkin's not hurt what he did today. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. Um, the whole OT, too. Interesting. I. This is a this is a line of questioning that's no win. Because if he kept him out and he was hurt, that sucks. And if he kept him out because he wasn't hurt, that also sucks. I think that you're right. Yeah. I think that you'd be absolutely right in saying that, like, if he... If something extraneous what he just literally Ovi was ready to go and he let him sit um yeah i think that you've got to at least give him one shift right in a five minute ot yeah Yeah, i mean at least one and that's another thing is it seems like they had an ot game maybe before the all-star break Mm -hmm. um and i'm pretty sure ovich can only got one look yeah there um and listen i love dowd and some of the other guys but you, you can't tell me that putting Nick Dowd out there more than once and Ovechkin only once is the right call. Fair. Um, 
Yeah, and I think Dowd did get some OT reps. Um, yeah. Fair enough. This begs the question. Is yeah. it time to bring back Boudreaux? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't even know what Gabby's doing. We got to get him on the podcast, on, man. Yeah, right. I think he's on um, NHL Network. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah he's I, an I yeah, he was doing. Um, I don't. It wasn't on the fly. It was one of the other shows. Okay, that's cool. He's chilling. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Caps fans. Okay, so let's close the book on this. I mean, I don't think we had a good week. We had a really bad one. In fact, there's not a lot good. I don't think on the silver lining. OV scoring is a is a huge thing, positive. But for the team, I'm not sure, man. I mean, it's great to have being able to take advantage of a team while they're down, which I think we did with the um, Bruins. And, and I also think that it's a good thing that we got to OT with the Canucks. But, I mean, I don't know. Is it enough, do you think, for McClellan to change his mind on whatever he's going to do? I mean, again, we have a month, uh, but – we talked about this early on. Like if, if I feel like if McClellan sees that the possibilities of playoff are completely out, um, you know, he's just going to sell. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I think you can get a false sense of hope looking at the last two games of this week. Um, I, I don't think the way the team ended the week makes up for the week as a whole. And unless the team goes on an absolute heater and is winning like at an 800% or you know an 80% level right. between now and the deadline, then they're going to be sellers. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we won't speculate on what's going to happen, but I, I think I've got to, I've got to agree, man. And, and the schedule is tough. So, I mean, you know, I'll take your 80% and maybe see it to like a 60 you know, playing over 500, uh, you know, would be maybe a little bit, you know, if if Big Daddy McClellan's feeling generous, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, 60% and Ovi keeps scoring, that might be something too. Right, right. Um, so, I don't know, time will tell. The Washington Capitals do not have an easy week. Uh, next week, they do not have an easy month. For, they do not have an easy road uh, to out of the season. Um, the stretch is going to be pretty brutal as well. Right now, we're actually like playing legitimate uh, out of out of uh, division right uh, games right now, <clears throat> but they're all like uh, playoff contenders for the most part. Next or next month, it's like a bunch of Metro people that we're going to have to absolutely handle or we're going to not make the playoffs. I mean, the two late Penguins matchups in March and April, those stick out to me on the, on the calendar. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, those are going to be big because undoubtedly we're both going to be sitting in that wild card, you know, position trying to get in fighting over it 
Yep. <clears throat> and right now it seems like the uh, there could be a situation where if Philly kind of slides a little bit, we don't have to have as many points as the Atlantic division guys or teams and we'll be able to jump into third <clears throat> in the Metro. <clears throat> but still, dude, like how many points are we out? Um, let me pull it up. It's like six, I think, six or seven. The Caps are in the fifth spot and six points behind Detroit and Toronto. Gee, what about Philly? Philly is third in the division or eight points out, Oof, but okay. two games at hand. Right. Right, right. Okay. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting, Caps fans, down the stretch, that's for sure. And then, of course, whatever happens at trade deadline, we'll let you know. But let's talk about – I've completely blown over our predictions. Uh, a time that I could gloat at least a little bit, Polly, you were a, just an absolute hater on Ovechkin. Did not think he was going to score more than one goal this this uh, week. And I said he'd score threes. I- so, I thought I was being generous to Mr. Ovechkin. Yeah, and he just said, fuck you, Polly. <laughs> he did. He's, he's got a picture of me taped up in his locker and like a, a soundbite on repeat that just plays from an MP3 player. <laughs> Ovechkin will only score one goal this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, okay, we were both wrong. Happily, happy, I'm very happy to be wrong on this. Uh, I said three, you said one. Ovi had four goals last week. Fuck yeah. Um, I believe that's what, 13? 13 goals yeah. on the season? Okay, we're moving up there. Uh, let's hope he can continue it and never stop until the end of his career. And the record was, Hockey Trill said, one in three. Uh, I was absolutely right. No, and, you weren't. And uh, and then you said two and two. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry, Paul. Did you say something? <laughs> you went one, two, and one. The Caps went the cap- one, two, and oh. one. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, it, you know, three losses, you know, I, that's all I was going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I said one and three. You said two and two. I'm, I don't know. I have nobody's drawn blood here. We were both wrong, but I feel like I was I mean, less wrong. You were more correct. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next week, Colorado at home on the 13th and then four days off. And then we get another shot at Montreal in Montreal. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know, Paul, if, if you were playing at this level and you had just seen Montreal one week and they smoked you and you didn't feel good about it. And then, you had to see him again next week. Like, I feel like I'd want to give a little bit more in that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the Caps are going to come back with some pep in their step. Um, playing the Avalanche, who are on a four-game losing streak coming out of the All-Star break, I think could either be really good or really bad for the Washington Capitals. Well, you know what we say, if there's any team that's going to turn it around, it's going to be on the faces and necks of the Washington Capitals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not super positive here. 
Um, I'm thinking 0-1 and 1. I think they'll take one of them to overtime. I know you love that prediction. Mm, I but, fucking hate this. Um, <laughs> I just I I don't think. I I mean I think they'll carry some momentum. You know I mean they did just play against the league best Canucks and take them to OT. So, um, you know they can obviously show up and play, and if they can, if they can do that against the Canucks, they can do it against the Avalanche. If they will or not, that's the different story. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to go 0-1-1 and, and two Ovi goals. Ooh, oh, he's come around. I agree with you on the Ovi goals. I think he's going to be two. And I think the Caps are going to go 2-0. and You know, I, I hope I'm so wrong. I hope you are too. Look, this is some time to relax, right, in between these games, a couple days off. On Tuesday, we're going to have Colorado. You get a few days off. You go on a trip to Montreal, you know, beautiful city, eat some good food, fucking beat the home team, and then you come back uh, four points. And that would be huge for us next week. So I've said it a lot of times this season, like, well, if the Caps are really going to turn it around and they're actually going to do it, you know, this is where they need to do it. I think I've said that like what two or three times at least this season. At least. <clears throat> well, this time I really fucking mean it. Okay. <laughs> this time, this time, if the Washington, this is a great opportunity for the Washington Capitals to turn it around, uh, to continue their momentum. They can't be as pessimistic as as I am on my recap here this week. Uh, they really have to say like, okay, shitty week, went through a slide, all star break you know, bit of a reset time to move forward and take the positive out of last week, which was beat the Bruins in embarrassing fashion, obvious scoring again. And you know what? We just took the lead league leading Canucks to OT uh, and barely lost to him, uh, you know, off of kind of something that is probably easy, easily addressable. Let's, uh, let's go into next week and kick some fucking ass. Yeah. All right. Well, I see that you're very moved by my my pump up speech. Follow yeah. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think I think those are all good points. They they've got a lot to. While it wasn't a great week, they have a lot to build on. So I think um, if they come at it with the right attitude, you know, two and a week is possible for sure. Yeah. Of course, crazier shit has always happened. Yeah. But honestly, we could lose both games and, and Ovi still get two goals and I still pe- feel pretty good about it. If you gave me the choice of 0-2 and, and four Ovi goals Oof. or 2-0 and and zero points at all for Ovi, Ooh. I'm taking the losses. Yeah, let's take the L's, baby. Take him for the take him for the goat himself. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, all right. Yeah, so I mean, love the commitment to the team there, Polly. Uh, but I also yeah. agree with you. Uh, next week, Caps fans, or I mean, I'm sorry, on Thursday, Hockey Show Hip Check is going to talk about the NHL Edge. If you've heard about this, this is a new stat. This is where they're uh, kind of compiling a lot of the data in which uh, the players and the puck have picked up because they're all microchipped now. Uh, so the subtitle for this is edge me daddy. Hope you guys tune in. 
Uh, Paulie, what are you going to be talking about at Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes? I'm going to talk about Team USA and Team Canada's rivalry series, which just wrapped up this past weekend. So we'll get into that. Um, no spoilers, but the tone of my voice kind of tells you how things went. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody's picking up on your tone, bud, but all right. <laughs> Caps fans, until, until, I don't know, you just sounded the same. You sounded the same, you did. I mean, you were a little drunk. Yeah, I, be- I believe you. <laughs> all right, Caps fans, until Thursday, Hockey Show Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.